Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 220, entitled Switch Surpasses the 3DS. We're going to get into that tonight. We're also going to be talking about a lot of other uh, really big details uh, that are going on in the Nintendo gaming world, but also some some smaller headlines. We're going to talk about Nintendo's recent fiscal numbers. We're going to be talking about Astral Chain, uh, Bowser's Fury, uh, about what Reggie has said lately about the Switch uh, in relation to the Wii U and all of Nintendo, and a whole bunch of other things that we're going to get into tonight. Uh, but before we do any of that, Introduction time. My name is Steve, and I'm so glad that you guys are joining us. Uh, and joining me, hosting tonight, as always, is Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve. Always a pleasure. Glad to be here. For sure. Glad you're here too. Along with Greg. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Things are going good. Also glad to be here. It's always fun talking games with you guys. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of you guys, all you guys in the join us in the live chat. We are. We love interacting with you throughout the live show. So, number one, if you've never joined us for a live show, please do so. We record on Tuesdays at uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight Time, depending on what that is. Uh, and then also uh, 5.30 Pacific Time and, you know, all the different time zones in between. You can figure that out. We'd love for to have you guys uh, join us live in the chat room and just join in any of the conversation that, uh, that you want to hop in. You have some thoughts about the news stories that we talk about. What you've been playing, uh, what you're looking forward to playing soon, any of that stuff, we would love to to hear that. And uh, yeah, we interact with you guys throughout the live chat. So if you can hear us calling out people's names, uh, you're listening after the fact or watching after the fact, who are they talking about? We're talking about the chat room that is uh, joining us in this podcast as well. So it's like us three hosts, but we also have a whole chat room that is helping us do this podcast. And we're so grateful for you guys. Uh, if you have not yet joined us on social media, you can just join us. Uh, uh, follow us at Nintendo Fuse on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We would love to have you guys do that. And also be sure to join our Discord uh, so that you can join in the conversation in between episodes. We absolutely love interacting with you guys uh, in between episodes uh, right there on our Discord. Get to chat about uh, gaming stuff and a whole lot of other things. So that's the that's the best way to kind of connect with our community, our, our growing community. It's been really cool to, to see uh, more and more people jump in there and uh, join in the conversation. So... Uh, yeah, before we jump into the news, let's talk about, as always, what we have been playing. And uh, Barry, we'll go to you first tonight. What you been up to? I know it's been tough to pull away from from everything that just came out. What today? So, uh, what's, what's what's been up lately? <laughs> yeah, on um, this this week, I didn't play as much as I would have liked to, have, and that's mainly because I ran out of time. In the sense that I don't like to start a game and then not be able to really finish it. Uh, before the games I'm really looking forward to come out and uh, today was a big day um, But I on the switch really all I did was do some Animal Crossing uh, with the, the turn of the month uh, there are some new um, special items to get and uh, a Friend of mine uh, needed some help. So I helped them out. So I really didn't do much with Animal Crossing uh, On the ps5 front. I did finish the pathless uh, really cool game. Just very Zen open-world exploration game uh, touching story, just just beautiful, and just, like the sense of exploration is great. Uh, I also did the Bow and Wonder World demo, 
which I was looking so forward to this game. <laughs> I know. So forward. There's like I... some regret in your voice, and it's a game that we had all talked about. We were excited about uh, seeing. Yes, yes, and yeah. even 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 if you go back just. <clears throat> well, two episodes ago, when we came back and we were talking about our predictions and games we were hyped for, I mentioned Bowen Wonderworld was one I was hyped uh, for in March. And now I'm not so hyped for it because the demo, it's not good. It is not a good demo. It, it This game needs more polish. There's a lot of things about it. And I wanted to like it. Like I, I started making excuses for it as I played. Like, oh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, th- this would be okay if this was released like you know, N64, PS1, mm. Saturn era, or maybe, you know, early PS2, GameCube, Xbox, Dreamcast. And that's kind of how this feels. Wow. I mean, all I can say is, I think the music is great. Uh, the story's weird. The, the, the graphics are, are okay. But there's just a lot of really weird design decisions. Like, there's like, oh, we have 80 different characters you can transform into. But each character only has one function. If that function is to attack... That's great, but you can't jump. Forget about it. In a platforming game, nope. If your function is to jump, you can't attack. Have fun with that. Wait, that sounds a lot like the first version of Link's Awakening that I had an issue with, but someone else thought it was perfectly fine. (laughs) Oh, no, you could jump and attack at the same time in that game. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, maybe not. You could the sword and the rock's feather. <laughs> I'm just saying Boom. that like there's a lot of other things that you want to do at the same time and you can't. But <laughs> you know what? And and that was a game that was restricted to the Game Boy with an A and a B button. Very true. This is a game <laughs> that that has modern controllers and where all four face buttons do the exact same thing. Yes, yeah. it's not just like That's push weird. A to jump. It's A, B, you know, X, Y. They all jump. They That's or they weird. all attack. Yeah, uh, I will say this. If you're curious about the game, try the demo. There's a lot of negativity out there about it. Um, there's also some positivity. So don't just go, oh, there's hate. I'm not going to play the demo. Play the demo and make a decision for yourself. I made the decision that I'm not going to be double dipping on this. I'm not going to be getting a PS5 and a Switch version. I'm getting the Switch version just for collector's purpose. And unless they patch the hell out of this and make it great, I'm not touching this game. <laughs> That's the demo impression. Uh, on the PS4 front, uh, I just started, as in an hour before this podcast, Ease 9, which came out today. A game I was so looking forward to, and I'm still looking forward to playing it, and had all day yesterday ready to play it. And then we had a wonderful nor'easter here, oh, yeah. so bad that they actually shut the mail down, and my package couldn't get delivered. Oh, no. So I am exhausted from shoveling all day yesterday, and... Really annoyed that in between shoveling bouts, I couldn't play Ease 9. So I didn't get as much time with that, but I'm looking forward to doing it this week. If only you um, had downloaded it. <laughs> I got the collector's kidding. edition. I got the good yeah. stuff. You know, I, got, yeah. I, I wanted all that stuff with it. But uh, actually, even if I downloaded it, guess what? The release date is today. I wouldn't oh. have been able to play it yesterday. Uh, if you order from NIS America and get their collector's editions, they actually arrive a day early. Oh. So, so therefore, download digital wouldn't have done me any good. That's true. Can't say it. So, in this case, physical would have beat it out. And other people all across the, the country are like, I got mine in. I'm like, I hate you all. Mm. Stupid weather. <laughs> um, on the PC front, still playing uh, 14. 14 also had a big update today. Really big. So, I probably... Sp- because I was waiting for the mail and 
I, I probably spent the majority of today from being exhausted playing 14. Uh, tons of new content. I, you know, tons of great people I'm hanging out with. I absolutely love this game. I think this is the, probably the, the top tier Final Fantasy titles. And and they brought back a Final Fantasy VI character that I absolutely adore in an unexpected way, and it just made me tear up. I love it. Uh, on the mobile front, I'm still doing Dragalia Lost. The Persona 5 Strikers event is going on. Uh, great, great event. The music is there. Persona 5 music is, is blasting on, on my phone now. I, I love it. They did such a good job with this event and the attention to detail, and uh, it's going on for like another 10 days. So, And they're progressively adding content, so I look forward to doing that. And again, unlike Greg, I'm still playing Mario Kart Tour, having a blast. Uh, this latest tournament has been challenging but fun, and uh, I just really like it. Cool, cool. Uh, go in the chat real quick. It looks like uh, Jakester's been playing uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, FE, Genshin Impact, and FGO, um, kind of his, his go-to uh, games. He's also saying face buttons and the triggers as well all do the same thing, apparently. However, I, I didn't uh, even try the triggers. <laughs> Jesse apparently is is a fan of Valen, uh, so oh. I'd love to to hear why these things that that seem to be pretty much you know deal breakers uh, here. As I as I hear this from Barry, uh, how how were you able to overcome that, Jesse? I, I would love to to hear um, how that that didn't stop you from from hating the game uh, or disliking it at least. Um, looks like uh, Dave's been playing Judgment and he's uh, running out of Yakuza games to play on the PS4. Uh, so that's the, the native release. Uh, and there a new, another one coming out soon, or did it just come out? Um, they're re- they're taking Judge Judgment is getting ported to PS5 uh, and and Steam and stuff like that. Okay, all right. Uh, and Jesse's also playing Setsuna with uh, with the snow. So cool, uh, Greg. What have you been up to over the last week? Much more focused playing, I can say this time around. So like normally I've been having these longer lists of like nine or eight, ten games. This one is much lower to four. So I'm still playing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate with my daughter. We're having just a lot of fun messing around, and she's really enjoying creating stages and pretty much creates a new stage every time we play. And it's just a blast, just having a lot of fun, just messing around and not really doing anything super competitive. Uh, still playing Animal Crossing. We've been doing a lot more now that she has her copy of the game, so I'm pretty much visiting her island on a daily basis and swapping stuff, giving her stuff that she needs and helping out like, buying stuff that she still needs to get because she's got to rebuild up this new house on the new island. She mm-hmm. was too impatient to port over her finished house from my island. So it's pretty much just going through like all the newer stuff for her and helping her try to organize and build and all that. She wants to get her a five-star rating now and she wants to take all the stuff from the house that came from my island and give it to her new profile. So I've got like a ton of stuff to try to move over. Nice. Um, then finally started getting uh, headstrong into Pikmin 3 Deluxe. So like this last weekend, um, we went to the hotel and just to kind of get away just for both my daughter and my wife's birthday. And Pikmin 3 Deluxe was just a lot of fun to have. I mean, I was doing all the missions on mine for a while, and then uh, my daughter wanted it on her Switch, and then I was like replaying, helping her like, with 
playing around with the co-op on hers and helping her finish some of the stuff there. So um, I think I'm pretty good through the story and there's not a ton left. I know it's a shorter game, but I'm right around the point that uh, your uh, Louis, who they think is Alomar, just took all their juice and they got to track him down. So I think it seems like it's getting closer to the end. I'm not quite sure, though. Nice. And uh, I'm mobile, still doing Fire Emblem Heroes, and I'll have a nice uh, lengthy uh, discussion about the play channel a little bit later. So there's a lot going on now, and a lot of the stuff has just started up. Cool. Uh, yeah, I have, uh, but before I jump into that, um, actually it seems like, uh, Jesse kind of got back and says basically likes the, you know, the first, uh, the first video itself. Um, it's, it's really trippy, likes how the classic 3d platformers and, uh, and Jakester kind of chimed in and likes the, likes the designs and everything, but yeah, the graphics really ruin it. Yeah. It seems like it's got a lot of promise. And I'll eventually try out the demo because you know what? Why not? It's free. Um, but uh, but yeah, it seems like there's a lot of promise there. That it's just why not push it further to actually make it a more polished game. So, I think you should play the demo this week, and you could report back next episode how you like it. I I definitely uh, I think I I think I will. Uh, over this last week, I have uh, been playing also very focused games. Uh, pretty much. After the podcast last week, uh, I did what I, I said I was going to, and I finished uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, so finished up the the main game there. I still, I haven't 100%ed it. Um, probably, I think probably somewhere around like 75 or, or 80% of uh, all the collectibles and stuff like that. Um, but uh, it is an emotional game. I'll just say that it's a very emotional game. I don't know if I've ever played a platformer that has this in depth of a story that grabbed me emotionally. Um, so yeah, if you want more, you want some exciting action adventure, Metroidvania kind of like sort of thing. It's great for that. But if you want to like push it over the top with a great story, um, highly recommend uh, really any of the Ori games, but Ori and the Will of the Wisps is, is really great. Um, also played some Animal Crossing. Um, not a whole lot, uh, just a, just a little bit to check out the, some of the new stuff. Uh, made another perfect snowman, so I think that makes like two for me. Um, but <laughs> that was exciting. Uh, and then, uh, of course, played some Rocket League. Uh, kind of, I haven't been playing as much Rocket League uh, lately, um, but played it a little bit on Switch and PS4. Um, and every time I jump to another console, I realize how not great the the graphics on the, the switch are it's okay until you jump on ps4 or xbox and you realize wow this is what it could look like and uh it always makes me want like a high powered uh gaming pc to play it at like 240 frames per second or something but uh yeah that's not gonna be happening um and then uh let's see also played some spider-man on ps4 so speaking of spider-man or speaking of ps4 uh finally played uh spider-man which is like what three years old now um maybe even four years old but uh finally got a got a hold of that game uh for christmas and um was able to start playing it the other day after i finished up ori and um yeah exactly what i thought was going to happen um the story itself has totally uh, went to the side, and I went after collectibles. And um, <laughs> I am 
I've, I'm only just a little bit into the story itself because I totally got caught up uh, going and, and fixing all the, the antenna, uh, making sure they're all unscrambled and everything, collected all the backpacks, because um, it's just so much fun to swing through New York and collect things. And, uh, you know, took out all the, the little little bitty crimes and stuff that were going on and, you know, the burglars and stuff like that and just doing your, you know, your neighborhood Spider-Man stuff. And... Uh, yeah, eventually I'm going to get back to the main storyline, but that's that's like the first uh, couple hours of the game. I just got sucked into that sort of thing. Um, a couple weeks ago, I forgot to tell you, tell you guys as well. I did end up playing the um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Space Space Invaders um, Forever and that sort of thing. Um, some of those are okay, and some of them not so okay, and. The space and like the space in British Forever is, is fun. Uh, like the the main one, I guess that's there. The secondary mode is like not that great. It's like a multiplayer one, and if you, if you don't have multiplayer like people to play with you, it's it's not good because <laughs> you're trying to take out all these uh, aliens at the same time, and you can't do it because it's made for like three or four players to play play together. Um, and then the Arkanoid one is fun, but you have to play on your switch turned vertically and it's touchscreen only. And I did not know that I was really wanting to play on the, the TV and I don't know exactly why they couldn't incorporate analog control on that. I mean, it's fun and it's cool to play that way, but I'm like, why can't I just have it on my TV and play with my, my pro controller, but whatever. Um, or even if, you know, put in motion controls if you have to, it was like, what, what, what is the deal here? But um, it was a fun game, but I, I just wish that they, they would have incorporated that. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Uh, looks like chat, you guys have been talking as well. Um, JC says at least the, uh, the video animations he thought was outstanding. Uh, gameplay isn't cutting edge, but uh, having so much fun, like the Balan bouts so intense, I was on the edge of my seat for the rhythm part. And uh, Jakester says, Barry, I feel like we're shot in the heart after we played the demo. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, Pretty accurate. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward, kind of, to trying it out, mostly just to see, see what you guys have experienced. And, uh, and we'll, we'll see what I, what I think next week. Greg, have, you, you haven't got a chance to check out the, the demo yet either? No, I'm not huge into just picking up random demos, but this one sounds like it needs my attention to just, just <laughs> either confirm or <laughs> deny uh, various findings. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope you both enjoy it. I hope you come back and say, Barry, you're stupid. This game is fantastic because <laughs> I, I want you guys to enjoy it. Hey, if not, we can just all, all rant together. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it sounds like something I would be annoyed by. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> it sounds like I'm going to be on your side, Barry. <laughs> hey, you never know until you play it, like I said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, it's time to move into some news. Uh, before we do that, just one quick reminder. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell on YouTube. Uh, make sure you share this with other people. Um, if you like what you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button. That uh, helps us a ton as well. And if you are listening after the fact uh, on your podcast app of choice, um, we would love for you guys to leave a positive review. 
Uh, maybe there's there's uh, just a way to kind of leave a comment or a review or something like that. That just helps us a, a, a huge amount as well um, for others that are looking for Nintendo content. Um, that's just a, a big way for you guys to help us out in that way. But uh, let's let's move over to uh, to the news and the big story this week is that uh, Nintendo has released their uh, their fiscal numbers for de- October through December, and what we found out is that the Nintendo Switch now has surpassed the Nintendo 3DS in terms of overall sales. Uh, yeah, so we got the numbers from October through December, so that's not including the numbers uh, through January. Um, so that's that's another uh, milestone that they may be hitting pretty soon. Um, but yeah, they, they have now sold uh, almost 80 million units uh, for the Nintendo Switch which, like I said, uh, makes uh, them surpass the Switch, or sorry, surpass the 3DS, um, and uh, who is at 75 million units, almost 76 million units. And uh, the next milestone would be the Game Boy Advance, which was at 81.51 million, which is not very far off. Um, Probably going to see that uh, surpassing the GBA pretty soon. But uh, yeah, that, that includes like, um, both the, the traditional Switch, the Switch Lite, um, and uh, yeah, it keeps going up. Uh, sales keep going up and up uh, in spite of the fact that it is now um, not the, you know, quote unquote, current generation hardware. It's current gen, I guess, for Nintendo, but uh, but um, Microsoft and PlayStation have moved uh, well beyond <laughs> uh, them, but, uh, but Nintendo Switch keeps plugging ahead and uh, yeah, takes out the 3ds that's that's pretty huge uh greg what do you what do you think about this milestone for nintendo i think that's definitely well deserved i mean don't get me wrong there's tons of excellent games on the 3ds but i think it's definitely well earned because there's plenty even probably even more games on the switch that i've enjoyed much more and have the better visuals and i feel like there's not like the normal like gimmick or is tied to most Nintendo consoles. There's like no like 3D slider. There's not like some sort of like dual screen mechanic or anything like that of those previous systems. I mean, I'm, obviously their gimmick is more like the hybrid thing, but I think that's something else entirely and not necessarily a gimmick. But I definitely think it's pretty well deserved and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry, did you? Did you... Like I know, we uh, kind of had speculations at previous times. I think we all kind of expected this to happen. How soon are they going to pass up the GBA? Is it going to be like the next quarter? Probably has already passed it up. Yeah. Um, no, I mean this is great news. Uh, this is really great for Nintendo. Uh, Any time that a system is selling and you know, or any product is selling, it's a good thing. Uh, it's what's interesting is the Switch and the the way the switch is selling it's selling really well but there's one factor that i'm kind of curious about and that is the rate of sales is it like reflective of the fact that it's only like nintendo's only console Mm. like the 3ds sold alongside the wii and then the wii u uh granted uh, you know, we said that Wii U didn't really sell well, 
But still, you know, it wasn't Nintendo's only console, and Nintendo at the time was developing software for two systems, whether it be the Wii and the 3DS or the Wii U and the 3DS, um, where now all software is developed just for the Switch. Um, and, and some later 3DS games were actually ported to the Switch, like Sushi Strikers and you know, Captain Toad was a Wii U port, but it came to both systems and stuff like that. Um, I'm I'm happy that it's selling this well. I hope it continues to sell this well. Um, it, there will be a lead into something we're going to talk about uh, a little bit later. We're all touch back on. I also want to go into it just yet. But uh, the Switch beating the 3DS, it's it's not really that big of a deal because if the Switch didn't beat the 3DS, we were really in trouble. Um, because if you look at the last generation, the 3DS and the Wii U combined was what, like almost 90 million. Mm -hmm. So if the Switch couldn't hit those numbers, then it's a downward trend for Nintendo. Mm -hmm. The Switch has to break 90 million to to bring it back to an upward trend. And I think it's absolutely going to do that. Uh, But yeah, uh, what I want to see, you know, beating the Wii is going to be a big thing. But even better than that, beating the PS4 because I, I, if the Switch can beat the PS4, I don't expect it to touch the DS. I don't expect it to touch the PS2. But if the Switch can beat the PS4, mm-hmm. I think that would be huge. The PS4 has an obvious jump on it, and Sony has stated that they're going to continue to support the PS4 for you know probably at least another year and a half mm-hmm. uh, from this point. So, and, and I think it's sitting at like 114 million or something like that, the PS4. So it's going to be really interesting to see if the Switch can do that. And if it does, will it be, you know, in a shorter amount of time? Or will we see the Switch continue long into the twilight in the sense of whatever a successor, they'll keep developing for the Switch. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what they do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think it's a it's a really important thing to 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 remember. Yeah, that the, the Switch is all they have right now, um, and it's cool that it, it is surpassing some handheld consoles because that has traditionally been like you know Nintendo's kind of bread and butter the last several years is like their handhelds have been selling really well. Con- the home consoles kind of been hit or miss depending on which generation. Um, so yeah. It's interesting to see, you know, what what happens when all they have is this hybrid kind of console, and you know, what's that mean for the future? Are they going to continue to go this direction? They're going to eventually split it out again. All these different things. Um, Greg, what do you what do you think the the future looks like, or when when is the switch going to kind of slow down? Uh, is it going to hit a hundred? Hundred thousand, maybe by the end of this year, or sorry, hundred million, 100 million. Uh, by the end of this year. Uh, <laughs> thinking the Wii U, um, is it going to hit hundred million, uh, or or is eventually, you know, Xbox uh, Series X and and PS Five going to eventually start taking over, and that's where people are going to gravitate toward, or or whatever Nintendo has next. I think I have to leave it up to Nintendo if they're going to try to which of their own sales if they're going to announce like a Pro Edition. I think that. Kind of deter it from making it. I think if they hold off on the pro for this year, then perhaps it should be pretty easily to hit 100. I know everyone yeah. wants the pro to come out, but then they'd be kind of cannibalizing the people that already 
purchase the initial model, uh, if they're especially if they're doing like, uh, exclusive games for it, like they do the new 3DS XL mm-hmm. kind of scenario. So I would seen some like developer reports and it's kind of harder to develop a game that's compatible with like a, both like a lower spec system and a higher spec system. So that can kind of also hurt the quality of the games. And that could really, in my eyes, could, I could see kind of slowing down the momentum mm-hmm. a little bit. It's quite a lot of people being happy and easily upgrading their switch. So yeah. I do think that hundred million should be possible and especially around like by next Christmas time, I think I, They've caught that um, casual gamers kind of back with Animal Crossing with a lot of the fame from like celebrities and everything. So I think it's probably just going to continue to kind of roll forward as more people wish to join in on and play Animal Crossing for the first time. I think that's a big uh, key factor of the Switch sales for at least over the last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's exponential growth. So. Yeah. It's been really interesting too. like, uh, you know, the, the effect that COVID has had on, on the gaming industry as well. Um, and I, and I wonder if, if we didn't have this pandemic that has opened a lot of people's eyes to video games (laughs) and the importance of playing video games when you're stuck at home with nothing else to do, it's a really good form of entertainment. Uh, I wonder if, Nintendo wouldn't be as high as it is now. I think the you know the Switch has uh, a life, uh, it has legs beyond um, you know what we're seeing now and everything too. But but numbers have stayed high throughout this whole time, and I think possibly the the pandemic has a little bit to to blame for that um, for keeping people into it and uh, and not moving on to something else. They're really enjoying the Animal Crossings and other things like that. Um, yeah, it seems like the the chat is uh, is thinking that uh, it might eventually pass the Game Boy, uh, which is also includes uh, like Barry mentioned in the in the chat as well includes Game Boy and Game Boy Color together at one hundred eighteen million. Um, that seems like a pretty good thing. I, I feel like it, it may land. I don't know. This is totally a shot in the dark, um, but I feel we we may see it land somewhere around one hundred twenty, maybe one twenty five uh, near the end. What do, what do you think, Barry? Uh, you know what? I think it can beat that. I, 120 seems like a safe uh, bet, safe mm-hmm. uh, when it all is said and done. But that all depends on, A, what Nintendo does going forward <clears throat> in terms of new system or not, or, or like, like releasing a new system or just leaving as is, when their new system is eventually released, uh, and the support for older system, you know, like... If if Nintendo does what Nintendo usually does and and kill their previous system months before their new one comes out, uh, then the Switch is going to teeter off. If they pull something like they did back in the NES days, where the you know the NES was supported into what like '93 or something like that, mm. you know, a couple of years after the SNES even came out, then yeah, I could see it continuing uh, and hitting that 120 million mark. Um, that would be cool. I'd like to see him hit that. Mm -hmm. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, but kind of, uh, jumping stories here. Sorry for Greg and Barry. It made more sense to kind of, let's move this story up, uh, cause it's connection to what we've been just talking about. Um, Reggie 
who has been retired from Nintendo, uh, all of a sudden had some stuff to say about the Switch and the Wii U, especially in in connection to each other. Barry Phyllison and uh, Reggie had to say uh, about uh, about all this. Yeah, you threw a throw curveball at me. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, so Reggie was uh, on a panel, uh, the New York Gamings Award. They had a Twitch stream and uh, he talked about you know, his achievements at Nintendo. And, and one of the things that he did talk about was the lackluster sales of the poor Wii U. He said, and this is a direct quote, you know, Nintendo has done so many innovations in the space. I think what Nintendo did with the Switch after the poor performance of Wii U, I think to me and what I was part of, that's my lasting memory. People forget that when the Wii U launched, the performance over the life cycle was so poor I mean, it was the worst-selling platform. I think maybe Virtual Boy was a little worse. Shots fired. <laughs> but Wii U... No, that wasn't part of the quote, that was me. Um, but Wii U underperformed pretty radically in the marketplace. And when our business in video uh, is video games, that next uh, had to be successful. And the Switch continues to be a dynamic platform, selling exceptionally well, and the ability for the company to come up with this concept, to bring it to life, to bring it to the marketplace to have not only great first-party content, but great third-party and independent developer content. This is going to be something I will always be proud of. And, you know, he says good points. You know, you look at Microsoft, you look at Sony, they have their business in other avenues. Microsoft is exceptionally well off with the PC and all their technology. Sony is becoming more and more a video game company, but they do have other divisions, their TV, stereos, stuff like that. Um, They own Blu-ray, so Blu-ray movies. So Sony has other avenues. Nintendo has video games right now, and that's it. They used to be a toy company. They still occasionally make cards, but really their money is in their IP. So with the Wii U being such a failure, and, and we talked about it, but the 3DS really kept Nintendo afloat, uh, or at least in terms of relevancy. If the Switch was a second Wii U, was another follow-up failure, um, there is a chance Nintendo would have went third-party. I mean, a lot of people wanted to see that, um, and it very well could have been a thing. But I think the Switch has pretty much encouraged them to keep going the console route again, Console manufacturers do make money for every game sold, not just their own game. So it is a very lucrative business, provided you can sell consoles and you can sell games. Uh, You look at the attach rate for the Wii, even though the Wii sold really well, the attach rate was abysmal because most people bought the Wii and and just played Wii Sports. (laughs) I think that was it. Wii Play. And the only reason Wii Play was like the number two game is because it came with a a controller at a good time. It came with an extra Wiimote. Uh, So... People bought Wii Play for 10 bucks. The Wii U's attach rate was also abysmal because the Wii U's sale rate was abysmal. Uh, the Switch, we're actually seeing a, a great attach rate. In fact, early on, Breath of the Wild was was sold more than there were Switch units because people <laughs> couldn't get Switch units and just bought Breath of the Wild to hold on to. So I think we're seeing a definite change in in sales over the past even two generations despite the Wii's success. Uh, if it keeps going forward, great. But this was really a Hail Mary. This had to 
this had to succeed for them to not for Nintendo to go out of business because they wouldn't have for them to continue going down the path they're going down. If this changed again, they could have went third party. They could have sold their IP or, or, or used their IP in other avenues, which they're kind of doing now as well. Uh, who knows? But we're not living in that timeline. We're living in the timeline where Switch did do really well and is continuing to do well. So uh, we'll see where the future goes. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's uh, it's it's interesting to see uh, Reggie now, who's a, a little more free, you know, to, to make comments like this and to just tell it how it is. Because he maybe he was, you know, as the president of you know Nintendo of America, kind of maybe keeping things, you know. I got to support my company and, you know, be a good face for them and everything. And and not that he's saying bad things about it, but he's just being more real now. Um, and, and I think that's interesting to, to see, you know, his thoughts uh, around this and, and hear just how much he thought, you know, being uh, one of the head honchos at Nintendo to say, you know, yeah, we didn't do so well with the Wii U. We can admit that. And, um, and yeah, it was kind of a make or break sort of thing um, when we when we launched the Switch. Uh, Greg, what do you think of of Reggie's thoughts uh, and uh, and the future of of you know the potential future of, of Nintendo? Yeah, I think he it was really nice to see, like hear his like side of it and like, how genuine and honest like, what you guys were saying. It just obviously it makes complete sense. I mean, I think everyone knew that the Wii U was a complete bust and didn't see what Nintendo really thought that or at least really was really identifying that all the time. So obviously that was kind of more to save face and those kind of things and just to try to be pot, stay positive through all of that. Um, in terms through the feature, I would love to see a successor that also utilizes both being playing at home and on the go. I think that is like the perfect balance for everybody. So, I mean, I've said numerous times on the podcast, the Switch was primarily a handheld system for me for like the first like two, three years of it. But then since COVID, it's complete 180. And now I'm primarily always playing on TV. So it's very great to have that flexibility. And I really hope they continue down that route and not just isolate the TV only versus handheld only. I would really enjoy another console that can be played anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad they took this, you know, <laughs> this swing um, because I think it, it turned out very well for them, um, not only just numbers, but I think it I think it's a really good system and um, hopefully something they can build upon. I think we've we've all kind of agreed um, in the past about how we do enjoy the the style that they went for in this this hybrid kind of system. Um, of course, improvements that we would like to see uh, for sure, but uh, this style of of a console really does work. And um, you know, once we eventually do get back, you know, to being able to travel again and things like that, more of us can enjoy the the other side of the Switch because <laughs> I think more of us have probably switched to a, a home console, uh, primarily home console Switch right now. Um, but there is this huge advantage of being able to just grab it and take it with you um, where you go and, and still play those those great games uh, on the go. So. Maybe eventually we'll get to uh, do that again, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, for now, um, yeah, still rumors. 
about you know switch pro switch Two, whatever we'll like uh we said we we'll get into just a little bit about that uh here later um kind of a, a small update uh that has been tossed around from that but for now uh we'll focus on what we do have and uh there's a big game coming out in just a few days uh that we found out some uh kind of the last little details about uh right after the podcast last week greg tell us about the newest details uh for super mario 3d world and bowser's fury all right so um some different outlets obviously got their review copies and unfortunately we did not get one they haven't even heard back from our contact but um that aside <laughs> speaking um, of shots fired we <laughs> 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 want your game soon okay all right so on to bowser's fury so um games beat had um reported it took about three hours to beat um, bowser's fury and it took takes another three hours to unlock all 100 uh cat shines uh the bowser's fury mode all takes place in one gigantic world um within the large world there's smaller subsections which are like individual stages so they just all exist in the same open space and many of them are islands around the big lake each of these areas hosts a handful of unlockable cat shines you can earn each of them by completing an objective it's like complete like an example was to complete a linear obstacle course there are some of those Cat shines that are more hidden and require to collect multiple items to unlock, similar to the red coin challenges from Super Mario 64. And some only become accessible if like, the um, Fury Bowser blasts like the, the wall open or object or whatever with his fire breath. They had already announced that previously, though. There's plenty of cat shines hidden away in like watery uh, watery areas in between the stages. Um, Fury Bowser cannot be damaged unless you've collected enough cat shines to turn into the giant Giga Cat Mario. Otherwise, he'll just have to dodge his attacks until you collect a cat shine or he tires himself out. Some of the cat shines are only accessible while Fury Bowser is out. You can use the Switch's touch screen, or if you're playing on the TV, it controls gyro controls to point and click Bowser Jr. toward power-ups and it can unlock with his magical brush. It says it kind of works to the pointer system in Super Mario Galaxy as a part of uh, 3D All-Stars. Um, Gamesbeat was also saying this is the largest open space that Mario has ever had to run around in. So I guess it's something too. I guess like a Breath of the Wild kind of nod. Um, you can use Amiibos just like 3D World. You just need to hold the left of the D-pad until the Amiibo symbol comes up and then scan one using the Bowser um, Amiibo will wake Fury Bowser from his slumber. Um, Bowser Jr. lets you unleash an explosion of sorts. Um, you can't just continually um, use the Amiibos. There's a cooldown. And then a lot of the other Amiibos just summon random power-ups. So I know like the Cat Mario and Cat Peach also do something specific, but those aren't quite out yet. So I don't know what you guys think about all this information. Do you think it's still justified the price tag if it's about six there's six hours of content. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh it it's I'm glad they've added more content, I'll just say. Um 
I kind of wish it was more. And I know like in Discord, we were chatting and I, I think Barry, you said that it was, it was more than you expected. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like, I actually was, I was hoping for more, but at the same time, like expected, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but I, I was hoping for, for more than, than three hours, I guess. Um, but you know what? It, it, if it's a, a, a game that we already got would normally maybe, you know, in a, in the real world, um, hopefully cost $50 instead of $60 for an extra $10. You get this Bowser's Fury mode. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I, I think, I don't know how much I'm going to really enjoy the idea of it. I, I think I like the idea of what it could be more than what they actually ended up. If that makes sense. Um, I like the idea of it being more open world and like there's, there's a lot of potential there, but it seems like they, they hit a triple instead of a home run. Like this, this could have been just a little bit more, um, you know, to be able to, you know, to actually like explore more and, and that sort of thing. But it just seems like this repetitive kind of thing that I'm, I might get, I actually might get tired of after three hours. So maybe it's a good thing that it's only three hours. I don't know. Uh, Barry, what do you think? If this was a standalone game, I would say this is kind of shocking in a bad way. But it's one of those where it's not a standalone. It's just an addition to a game. They could have easily just given us Mario 3D World Deluxe and, and added an extra character and called it a day or new funky mode and called it a day. I mean, they this is a Wii U port, you know, or a Wii U enhanced port, uh, if you will. And the, the base game is already fantastic. The fact that they added on a three to six hour new adventure with a whole new setting, new mechanics, uh, that's awesome to me. I mean, it's just, it's additional. If, if you have never played uh, 3D World, this is a no-brainer. 3D World is an excellent game. This is an excellent addition. I'm not sure if I'm going to do 3D World again. But I am very much still looking forward to this. And and like Steve said, maybe maybe some parts of it might get a little repetitive. And three to six hours is more than enough. But whenever I play these type of Mario games, I, I often, I mean, I, I get frustrated from time to time, but I often have a smile on my face the entire time. So if I'm going to play a game for three to six hours and have a smile on my face the entire time, then you know what? That's great. You know, I played Uncharted 1. And that took me about, you know, eight hours, seven, eight hours. And I did not have a smile on my face the entire time. In fact, I got downright angry at times. So the polar opposite could happen. And I'm not saying I, I, this game, I'm, I'm going to have a smile on my face the entire time, but often I do. So I'll take a three to six hour adventure that I'm enjoying versus a, uh, you know, three to six hour adventure that I hate. And coming from an RPG gamer, someone who plays 40 50 60 80 hour games sometimes it's nice just to play a three to six hour adventure and put it down and go you know what i accomplished that cool all right that was a fun fun you know palate cleanser Mm -hmm. yeah that's very true and uh and you know like yeah we do need some of some of those adventures sometime uh greg anything stand out to you from uh from this last little bit of information uh i I'm kind of looking forward to doing the 100% route if it's only about six hours to do. So that seems like it should be very manageable to do, um, especially since the main game of uh, 3D World is very hard to 100% because 
you're going through every level with every character, and then you got that awesome uh, Champions Road Gauntlet challenge at the very end, which I can't have beaten. So, yeah, nice, nice. Well, going from one game that uh, is coming out really soon to another franchise that uh, Nintendo officially owns. Tell us about this, Barry. What what has Nintendo recently <clears throat> bought? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't know the, all the details, but uh, in a previous interview with Platinum Games, they indicated that the Astro Chain IP was co-owned by them and by Nintendo, the publisher. And uh, now in 2021, fans had noticed that on the Astro Chain website, uh, it no longer lists Platinum Games in the copyright information. And there was an interview with Video Games Chronicle where the studio head was asked and he replied in direct quote, it's as it looks. It's as it is written on the website. Astro Chain is their IP, and as such, there are limitations on how much we feel we should talk about. So Nintendo seems to now fully own the Astro Chain IP. Uh, what does this mean? Uh, it could mean a, a myriad of things. It could be um, there might be something in their contract where you know, Nintendo publishes the game, and if the game sells above a certain threshold, Nintendo then fully takes control of the IP. And if it underperforms, like uh, Wonderful 101, um, maybe it stays joint. Uh, who knows? It could be one of those things where Nintendo is looking into negotiating with buying Platinum, and they uh, there's no reason to have both, uh, you know, copyrights there. It could just all go under the Nintendo umbrella. It could also mean the exact opposite. It could be that maybe Nintendo and Platinum are going their separate ways and they're not going to be working as well together anymore. And Nintendo says, all right, well, you know, then then we want the freedom to do what we want with this IP. So it could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing, or it could just be meh. I mean, it's all speculation at this point. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any bad blood between the two companies because you know, they've, they've seemed to get along well, and obviously Bayonetta 3 is still going on. But uh, it should be interesting to see going forward. Yeah, yeah. Greg, it seems like, yeah, it's it's almost like the quote there uh, is like, is as it is. Like, how do you read that? Is it is Does it seem like there's like some tension there? Or he's just like, hey, you know what? This is as it is, no, you know, moving on. Um, like, what what do you think the, the I mean, maybe you, you probably have no idea. Um, but what do you think the, the future is between Nintendo and Platinum based on this? That's just kind of an interesting way to be putting it. So it's like saying like, it almost like it is as it is. Like a, it's like they're, like it was, almost sounds like they wanted to maintain control of the IP, but then it's maybe something as Barry said, it's now officially like Nintendo's IP due to some sort of sales number or thing or just, Nintendo's like publishing rights or whatever. So it kind of sounds like <laughs> they're not happy about it. So I really hope that it doesn't lead to any other ill tensions between Platinum and Nintendo. Mm -hmm. It certainly could be, as Barry was just mentioning, it could be that their Nintendo will be offered to buy Platinum games too. So who really knows what that kind of direction can go there. So. Yeah. I guess we won't know until there's more information about that or if anything else comes up if there's going to be a sequel or whatever about mm -hmm. the game. Yeah, yeah. Maybe my prediction will come through. 
and uh, and Nintendo will actually buy Platinum. <laughs> Maybe this is the first sign to uh, pointing to that. Um, Barry, I know you played Astral Chain uh, and you enjoyed it. Uh, yes. Is this is this good that Nintendo now yes. owns it? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe this could be even be something for Smash Brothers because now we mm. can get uh, Akira in there. Um, but yeah, honestly, Astro Chain is one of those games you should play. Like it's just a really cool action game. Um, definitely has a little uh, getting used to with the controls once you get uh, multiple of the uh, the beasts. I forget what they're they're officially called. Um, but yeah, the story is cool. The world is very cool. The the whole police and, and detective and going into alternate worlds. Like there's just a lot to this game and there's a lot they can do with the story going forward. Hopefully this isn't like an eternal darkness situation where Nintendo just sits on it and does nothing. Uh, and they actually do something with Astro chain. It did sell very well. And uh, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Be interesting for sure. Greg, any, any further thoughts about that? Yeah, I just uh, I think it would be kind of cool if they Nintendo would develop, have them develop a sequel. I mean, and we can also maybe get some more information on what's going on with like the IP and whose IP it really is and anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's their way of you know what we need to focus on Bayonetta, so you know you can have Astral Chain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think Astral Chain was one of those games where they wanted to make it and. Nintendo was just like, make the game you want, we'll fund it. Hmm. So that's cool. And that could be maybe where he's a little bitter too, because mm-hmm. it was his baby kind of deal. Yeah. That does make sense. Yeah. Well, those are our big stories for this week, but we got some few headlines to uh, to run through. And uh, to start us off, Greg, tell us a little about this update that Nintendo has recently made. Yeah. So um, I think there's going around on. Twitter it shows that uh, Nintendo's been using this like twenty-year-old uh, um, NEX uh, service for like the online multiplayer. So um, the Wii U and the 3DS obviously were using it, and that's been how the games have been made like, on the server. So it's almost, almost all the games have been tied to it for online functionality, and the company's looking to make major changes. So um, yeah, so I guess. Even though it's 20 years old, Nintendo was only using it for 10 years, and then it'd be they're looking to move on to another system, the NPLN. So Monster Hunter Rise should be the first title to make use of it, and that's pretty much all there is. Hopefully there's better online play and things can smooth out for a lot of the existing games. Very smooth transition. So we talked a little bit about the Switch Pro. And it seems during this, you know, investor meeting and in uh, during this financial call, the president of Nintendo has stated that they have no announcements at this time. They're not planning on making any announcements anytime soon, and they're focusing instead on the Mario Edition Switch and the Monster Hunter Bundle Switch. And what does this mean? It just means that they're not going to talk about it now because they don't want to cannibalize their own sales. This does not mean the Switch Pro is happening this year or isn't happening this year. It's all speculation. 
if you are a big fan of Nintendo and also Burger King, uh, you need to head over there uh, because you can actually get some Nintendo themed toys in your uh, kids meal or just buy them outright until March 15th. So there's a uh, have a, a platinum or silver uh, Mario Kart there uh, linked to the uh, a link um, to the past. Uh, sorry, not a link to the past, a link between uh, Link's, Link's Awakening. Awakening. Wow, I didn't realize I was getting so confused on these uh, different Link games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Link's Awakening toy and Animal Crossing, uh, uh, Mario uh, in the in his builder creator uh, costume, Splatoon, and also a Luigi's Mansion uh, toy there at Burger King. So grab them while you can. You get until March 15th. Jumping back into some more sales information, Pikmin 3 is just now become the best-selling Pikmin game of all time in Japan. So um, our worldwide sales are at uh, 1.94 million. Um, the previous record was uh, original Pikmin on GameCube with <clears throat> 502,996. So great job, Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Definitely well-earned, in my opinion. Back last year in the summer when E3 would have happened, we had a uh, showcase from EA. Now, this showcase was actually kind of surprising because EA did actually talk about Switch games. And one of those games, which was kind of leaked before the presentation, was Apex Legends. And people have been speculating, when is Apex Legends coming? And now we can tell you Apex Legends will bring to the Switch on March 9th of this year. Apex Legends was developed by Titanfall and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order developer Respawn Entertainment, but this port is actually the help of the one and only Panic Button. Well, we also found out that uh, Mario Party, the Mario Party series, has now surpassed 50 million units in sales. Uh, The Super Mario Party uh, for the Nintendo Switch has just surpassed 3.72 million sales, uh, sorry, for the quarter, and is now at 13.82 million sales worldwide overall. And that takes the entire series up to over 50 million, where Super Mario Party, uh, which was released in 2018, is the top-selling Mario Party game at 13.82 million. And the next two down the list to round at the top three is Mario Party DS at 9.31 million and Mario Party 8 at 8.85 million. Uh, If you want to see the entire list, that's on our website at nintendofuse.com. Just a really brief update. I did mention about uh, there's a Fae channel for Fire Emblem Heroes that was celebrating their fourth anniversary. So pretty much a lot of the stuff is ongoing. They just started today and will be going through the end of the month. So they're continuing on getting giving everyone a free summon, a five-star unit from the last year's uh, special heroes, all the ones in different costumes. Um, they're also moving on with the Hero Rises 2021 where fans can vote in their favorite unit, and then all the top eight will go head-to-head in a voting gauntlet event um, at the end of February. There's dozens and numerous quests and events for um, lots of the different materials you need to make, like new weapon, like uh, new character weapons and summoning heroes and whatnot with the, the grails. And then they, the biggest change of all is their you know, some summoning event changes. So all the year one and year two 
hero, like five star heroes that were there at the beginning of the game are now going to be part of a four star special rate thing, and they will not um, change your rate if you summon one of these at a, um, one of these older five star units. So that will be starting on the first um, Hero Fest banner that comes out on February fourth. So just tune into the game, or you can watch the video on uh, YouTube just if you want more information on that. Nice. So lots of I'm stuff. I'm actually going to jump in here quickly. Oh, Hold ahead. on, Steve. There's another, breaking, another news. <laughs> Break, breaking news. Breaking news. We're going to do a quick, another quick headline to throw in here. Um, Nintendo has, out of nowhere, uh, announced a brand new show that they're going to be apparently be doing every month on their YouTube. We've been dying for Nintendo Directs. They know we want the newest information. We're not getting Nintendo Directs. Instead, we're getting Nintendo Monthly Rewind where Nintendo is actually taking all the news of the previous month and putting it into a less than five minute video looking or mocked like a, a Nintendo Direct. Uh, this one talking about like po new Pokemon Snap and uh, Bowser, uh, Bowser's Fury and Monster Hunter Rise. They even tackle mobile stuff like Mario Kart Tour and Dragalia Lost, as well as other stuff like Scott Pilgrim and uh, other smaller games, Fitness Boxing 2. Uh, really interesting idea. I, I think it's a good idea, uh, but I'd rather have all the news in one place in a Nintendo Direct than have them randomly drop these random articles and these news tidbits throughout a month, and then, boom, here's the recap at the end. But they, I had no idea they were doing this. I just discovered this. It was just like, wait, what? This is happening? Like this? This is weird that Nintendo is doing this and going about it, but... What do you guys think about this new format of delivering news after the fact? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Greg, I'll, I'll let you go first on this. It's certainly an interesting take that they're just almost uh, rewinding, I guess, their own news that they've released over the month. So I guess it's it's kind of nice to just to see a full like mock of like everything that's gone on in the last month. So. Yeah. It almost makes it a little bit easier for us to like be able to sum up all their. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely. Uh, yeah. I thought my camera was going to freeze for a second there. Uh, it actually did, but we're back. Um, yeah. I think it's been interesting. Like they seem, it doesn't surprise me actually, because it seems like it falls suit in, and a lot of what they've been doing lately is, is they've, they've kind of started to jump on the journalism side of things at least and, and started producing their own content to kind of recap what's been going on. They've been doing like the, uh, the monthly download as well, um, which kind of recaps all the, the big games that have been able available to download for the last month. That's kind of a monthly video that they do as well. And, uh, and I think a couple other things here and there that they're always kind of playing catch up, like, Hey, if you missed this, here's some, Here's some information about uh, that sort of thing. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind it at all. I think it's fine. I think it, it it matches a lot of other outlets that are doing. I think Marvel does a, a regularly regular show like that that kind of covers the things that you may have missed. And, and, and Disney probably does the same thing. And a lot of companies do that sort of thing. But I hope that we're still going to get the the breaking news at the moment too. I, I I want that's fine. Like sometimes you need those recaps and that's cool that they're putting them out, but but don't 
let's not miss the Nintendo Directs like in light of this. Like I'd rather have Nintendo Direct rather than kind of just slide stuff out and like, well, we recapped it for you. Wasn't that cool enough? Like, no, I like make it a big deal when you first, you know, release it. Don't just put out a press release and then, you know, recap it at the end of the month. Well, here's something. If they're going to be doing this every month, they have to have something to talk about. So does that mean every month we're actually going to get Nintendo news enough of it to warrant a recap? <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> Maybe um you know, start telling our fans what's going on. So we're going to need you to uh, start pumping out the information so we actually have some content to tell them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's maybe maybe an ideal world. That's that's how it all went down. But I doubt it. I don't know. Greg Especially did. since yeah. a lot of their stuff, they just like the shadow drop. It's just like just a random announcement on Twitter. Like, oh, by the way, Paper Mario Origami King is a game that's coming out on Nintendo Switch. Right. So it's... So yes. Yeah. I mean, not everyone's going to catch some random tweet. I mean, obviously a lot of news outlets like us will should try to pick up well, on it, but they don't just like shadow drop something like and just throw it in the rewind thing like a day later. So it would be like nice to have more information sooner and not just uh, having, hopefully nothing has just become exclusive to this uh, rewind thing yeah. either. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, well, we are almost done, but we're not quite done yet. Uh, we're going to talk about what games are coming up over the next week until our next podcast, which would be uh, February 9th. Um, by the way, hey, it's February 2nd today. Happy Groundhog Day. Um, I guess yes. we have six more weeks of winter. Uh, and it was funny. I have a friend uh, who is not originally from the United States, and I was talking to him today, and he's like, what is Groundhog Day? <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't think I've ever had to explain Groundhog Day to anyone. And as I'm explaining it, I'm re- realizing just how ridiculous it really is. <laughs> it's a Bill Murray movie. It's yeah. The day we all celebrate a Bill Murray movie. Yes. Yes, for sure. For sure. But happy Groundhog Day, everybody. And uh, while you're celebrating Groundhog Day, be sure to uh, subscribe to us, hit that bell to be alerted every time we post a new video here on YouTube. And um, be sure to hit the like button if you like what you see here. Um, If you're listening after the fact on your your podcast apps or services, be sure to subscribe on there too. And uh, leave us a positive comment, review, uh, that'd be huge. And also share this with other Nintendo fans. Uh, We'd love to just continue to grow in this community and uh, and helping more people find this podcast. But uh, yeah, looking ahead to what is going to be coming out uh, over this next week. Um, we have we have a little game that's going to be coming out uh, in just beyond a week uh, with Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury. But uh, but yeah, looking over over the next week, uh, there's a few games. If you're watching the video version, we're going to scroll them on the screen here. Um, but yeah, nothing that really stands out to me. Uh, one cool game is that we get Skyforge, I guess, because that's free. Um, that's coming out on February 4th, so just a couple of days from now. Um, so, you know, anytime we see a free game or a free-to-play game uh, on the, the Switch eShop, that's that's kind of cool uh, to, to experience because, hey, it's free. Um, <laughs> why not check it out? Um, but yeah, I think there there's several games on here that seems like they're very, very indie or very maybe like mobile games that they're bringing over to the Switch, things like that. But there also seems like there's going to be uh, several uh, RPGs that are going to be coming out. Um, so 
But yeah, what are you guys looking forward to playing over this next week? Um, maybe it's it's one of these games, or or maybe it's you know something entirely different. Uh, you know, like Ease, Barry. I know you're hoping to play that. So what else? Are you gonna be playing anything but Ease? Um, Ease is gonna be my main focus, other than Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, those two, um, between the amount of content that just dropped today and fourteen, which is going to be somewhat of a grind so that's going to take a lot of time and then ease nine uh which like i said i just started like i just in chapter one i did the prologue and it's already like just just playing a new ease game just has me so excited because i love action rpgs uh and i'm just excited to see where this goes i've heard nothing but great things so that is going to be my main focus in addition to the dragalia and the mario kart but maybe i'll throw in a game here or there and surprise everybody who knows cool cool greg how about you I'll mostly be the backlog. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't bring up your favorite game, the Urban um, Street Style Fighting. I know how much. <laughs> I, that I thought you were going to be talking about My yes. Universe Pet Clinic, Cats and Dogs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe about that, that that's Hudson's. <laughs> that's Hudson's favorite franchise. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 I'll probably mostly just continue with Pikmin Three and stuff like that. I only have it for a few weeks because we got it from the library. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'll probably I may try check out the the Skyforge game uh, uh, at some point because, like I said, it is free. Um, but I, I'll I'll be spending some more time uh, in in Spider Man uh, this this next week and the the weekend especially is going to be really busy for me. I got other things going on that's going to unfortunately uh, take me away from from video games and things like that uh, as much. So yeah, good. There's a good chance that uh, next week rolls around and I may not have had that much time to play. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what kind of games I get in. Uh, definitely not going to be any brand new games. Um, kind of looking to, to go in the backlog and do a few of those games before Bowser's Fury does come out. Because um, I, I will be end up you know picking it up uh, because of Bowser's Fury. Like, um, yeah, I played it on Wii U, loved it on Wii U, but you know because they threw in the extra the extra game, I'll be getting I'll be uh, double dipping or whatever this time and and repurchasing it uh, in order to to check out the new content. Um, but uh, but that's that's after our next podcast. So we'll we'll come talk about that uh, in in a couple weeks. We'll uh, be able to talk about our experience with that game. But uh, yeah, it's uh, time to officially wrap it up. Uh, and not like, you know, 10 minutes ago when my computer thought it was time to wrap it up. Now it actually <laughs> is time to wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us here on the Nintendo Fuse podcast. We'll be back and again uh, next week on February 9th. Join us live for the recording of episode 221. Uh, but, uh, yeah, until that time, you guys, you guys have any closing thoughts, anything that, uh, anything else you'd like to, to say before we wrap up, Barry, you got anything? Uh, you know, just stay safe, stay warm, uh, stay inside and, uh, play some great games. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, how about you? Yeah, I know, um, we don't hit those Nor'easters over here, but I know, I know we're getting some nice low wind chills, so it'd be great to stay inside and. Also, uh, just enjoy playing some games still. So, thankfully, it's still winter, and that's usually the fun times to hang inside to play some games. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to mail you some snow, Greg, so you can be a part of the Nor'easter Club, too. There you go. <laughs> oh, we, already, we already have like a foot of snow outside over from last week. Oh, only a foot? It's like only a we just foot. Got, yeah. We just got over two feet in a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I miss those days. I, I do. Oh, God. 
Like there's there's a level of like, you know, it is annoying, but at the same time I miss being snowed in. Like I miss like the world just like shutting down because like there's nothing else to do. I mean, of course we got pandemic. It's done this for the last 10 months to us. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's sometimes, you know, life is just busy and you're like, Hey, you know what? You can't go anywhere cause there's three foot of snow outside. So stay in, uh, cozy up with, you know, a cup of coffee or hot cocoa, watch a movie, play some video games and just enjoy it. <laughs> you're not right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> well maybe not but <laughs> you, you know there there is a cure there was the cure I, is playing xenoblade 2 <laughs> maybe that's what i need that's why i haven't played it you know i i need a <laughs> i need a nor'easter maybe snowed in to do that even though people think that there's a lot of snow in colorado there's not so much uh, I need a I need a nor'easter to to keep me in to play uh, Xenoblade. God, I hope you get your wish. God, I hope you get your wish. <laughs> uh, maybe we we're supposed to get, actually get snow this weekend, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, guys, it's been awesome talking with you guys as always, and uh, we'll we'll see you on episode two twenty one. Until then, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. Talk to you guys later. Mm-hmm.